Good evening, everyone. It's Thursday, Necro Thursday, and that means it's time for the Necromaniacs podcast. How's it going, Mike? It is going well. As Mr. Hill just said, you are listening to the Necromaniacs podcast, the horror podcast. We're the best one. Let's face it. Right, Mike? Aren't we the best? We're the best. Out of, out of what we do, I would say we are. Yes. We're the best. You don't even need any other horror podcasts. You know? But uh, I am well. It is Thursday. Uh, we are in the thick of October, the spooky season, if you will. Been watching a lot of fun stuff. Uh, tried to get that one horror movie a day in, but of course that fell apart by around October 6th, as uh, it is often... Uh, the case <laughs> but i'm still you know sneaking things in here and there um but yeah things are very good i just i just wanted to get some some stuff out of the way top of the house uh when you're hearing this it is going to be uh october 13th thursday and if you are uh in new york city if you're in brooklyn my band inhuman is playing a free show friday on saturday uh october 15th at the Coney Island Brewery um, at 5 p.m. It's a three-band, free-admission show. We have uh, Rebel Matic, Kings Never Die, and Inhuman for free at the Coney Island Brewery Saturday, October 16th in beautiful 15th and beautiful Coney Island, Brooklyn. Uh, Mike Hill, maybe you'll show up. What do you think? Oh, I think I'm definitely going to be there, man. It's Saturday. It's uh, yeah. you know the right time of year to do this kind of thing. I'm going to go check you guys out. And yeah, I, I, I love Coney Island, so it's going to be sick. Yes, Coney Island is great. Um, and then I also wanted to plug, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a flea market with Stella on uh, Saturday, October 29th in uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, at Crystal Lake. Uh, a very cool named spot, which I've never been to. Have you heard of Crystal Lake in Brooklyn? No, but I was just in that neighborhood last week for this event that featured Eugene S. Robinson. And nice. Um, yeah. I was I was there last Thursday. And um I don't I don't recall seeing that place. Yeah, it's on Grant Street in Williamsburg. Um and I'm gonna be selling some records, possibly some comics. Uh Stella's gonna be selling her uh cool shirts that she makes. And it should be a, a, a grand time uh, at Crystal Lake on Saturday, October 29th. Um, yeah, you know, doing Halloween stuff or, or trying to squeeze some more Halloween stuff out of the month. Definitely going to go to Chiller uh, at New Jersey on Friday the 28th, which should be a good time. There's like a tremendous number of horror guests, which they've kind of... They've fallen off a bit on the horror guest chiller over the years because of all the competition they have. But this time around, I think they've really gone for it. So there's like a shit ton of people from the horror world there, which should be a fun time. Yeah, that's also my backyard too, man. So I'm probably going to try to hit that up one of those days, either Friday or Saturday. Yeah, definitely, definitely in uh, in beautiful New Jersey. Um Time for some plugs, Mike. What do you think? That's right, man. Uh, so, of course, we're talking about the horsemen of the podcasting apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Now, we kicked the week off on Monday with Horror Wolf 666, brought to you by Brandon Legion. And his show is a little bit different than ours. We talk about movies and you know mm-hmm. 
related things in horror. And Brandon focuses on interviews. So he is having conversations with horror luminaries, old and new. So it's a different type of show. Different type of show. So when I say we're the best horror podcast, you know, of course, I also mean that Horror Wolf 666 is also one of the best horror podcasts. That's what I mean, really. So, a little you know, different, though. A little horror. different. A little yes, different. a little different. And uh, what do we got coming up on Tuesdays? Tuesday is Into the Necrosphere for... I, I have to go out and say that this is actually the only music podcast I listen to. And that's hosted mm. by Jackie Smith. Yes, and Mike and I were recently guests on into the necrosphere and be on the lookout for our episode which will be coming very soon with a special surprise topic that we are not allowed to say what it is about but i think the listeners will enjoy it i hope they enjoy it and i hope our listeners tune into that episode as well huh mike it was a lot of fun and it's always good talking to jackie and it's always mm-hmm. good talking to Brandon too. I've I've been uh, you know, we've been on all their all that stuff. And it's all part of the family, you know. Yes. Uh on Wednesdays we have our very own Mike Hill and the Everything Went Black podcast. The podcast that started it all back in the day, folks. Uh on Thursday, you have none other than the podcast you're listening to right now, the Necromaniacs podcast, of course. Do not forget to subscribe. And on Friday, we have none other than Break the Apocalypse with John Draper, my very own flesh and blood. John may be making an appearance at my show in Brooklyn this Saturday. I hope he comes on down. We'll see from uh, from Albany. We'll see if he makes the trip, Michael. I hope so too, man. I haven't seen John in, in, in a while, actually. Yes, it, yeah. it would be good to see my brother. Uh, and on Sunday, Mike, we've got another podcast, don't we? That's right. On the Lord's Day, we have Soul Knox, hosted by Carl Hikara, and it's a esoteric, occult-based podcast. But he also <laughs> has, uh, you know, music musical types on there, and we, you know, talks about like horror and weird fiction and stuff like that too. Yes, Carl's definitely one of us. He loves the metal, loves the horror, you know. So it's definitely in the wheelhouse of what you're listening to here. Uh, Doyle has jumped in my lap, everybody. Doyle the cat. So he just wanted to say a quick hello. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's always fun when you have a cat and do a podcast, huh, Michael? You you know firsthand. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, my cat Loki made a very brief appearance on the uh, Into the Necrosphere episode that we were guests <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> she did. She was, uh, it almost looked like she was like making stuff in the background. The kitchen, she was like, you know, putting stuff together, you know, it was kind of funny. But, uh, yeah, there you have it, folks. Your week's worth of frigging podcasts, huh? That's right. All right, kids, tonight, back to the new stuff 2022 film. Uh, if you are a long time Necromaniacs listener, even, you know, semi long time listener, You know about our relationship with Mr. Rob Zombie. Uh, We have, I think we've treated him very well over the years. I I will say I am the biggest fan of the movies between the three of us on this podcast, Mike. Would you agree? I would agree. But, uh, you know, I, I veer more towards not liking his work, but yes. Correct. Um, Mike and I even have, 
plunk down money to see his films in the theater. Uh, we've told our 31 story many times, which was a very interesting day. Um, Three from Hell was a, a rough watch. Uh, as somebody who loves Devil's Rejects and really likes uh, House with a Thousand Corpses, Three from Hell, I think, probably shouldn't have even have been made, honestly. Um, 31 is better than Three from Hell. How about that, Michael? Um, but in 2022, we have a brand new Rob Zombie film, none other than his version of the classic from the 60s, The Monsters. And this is a Netflix exclusive, right, Mike? It is. Uh, real real quick about Three from Hell. Um, you know, I remember trying to watch that, uh, and like I think I, I lasted like maybe six minutes. You like, didn't even finish Three from Hell? No. I was wow. I watched like six minutes and I'm like, this isn't uh work related for the podcast so i'm gonna i'm gonna tap out maybe i'll catch up with it at some other point you know oh my goodness yeah it's it's a rough watch it has some cool moments with music as all of his movies kind of do you know his uh scorsese-esque moments that he does with music um but i think ultimately even the awesome uh richard brake could not save uh three from hell i i i, I regard it as his worst film um the monsters uh a movie he has made for all ages uh i will say this is the first rob zombie movie the rob zombie fan can watch with his his or her children would you agree mike yeah there was nothing really extreme in this you know no. um yeah there's no no swearing no adult situations no extreme violence like nothing like that no it is it is definitely all ages fair much like the beloved tv show itself um i almost feel like this was kind of long in gesta gestation as they say like i feel like i had heard that this was going to happen for a long time and then sure enough around 2021 the filming began it was like holy shit this is going to happen you know i because maybe it's because i've always known he, he himself has been such a tremendous fan of the monsters you know yeah i mean i i wasn't excited about the news that he was going to make this, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, of course I, I grew up, you know, you and I are both of that era. You know, we watched the monsters, we watched the Adams family. Yeah. In reruns. Know, in reruns. Yeah. And it was like part of our, uh, the fabric of our childhoods and also those formative years, which, uh, you know, made us fans of horror in general. It was a little more lighthearted, but it was still within the realm of horror movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and look, it's a fun, great show. I, I have not watched an episode of The Monsters in a long time, uh, but watching this has definitely made me want to perhaps go back and see where it's streaming. I'm not even sure where the OG series is streaming right now. It's got to be streaming somewhere. Uh, Monsters and Adam's Family is a lot of fucking fun. And, you know, like you said, a lot of good memories and probably a, a part of what shapes someone like me or you to to become the big like life or horror fan perhaps right absolutely man and and uh yeah you know because when you're like a young kid you know you, you're not we're not watching texas chainsaw massacre you know what i mean like, no. when you're like <laughs> like nine or ten years old you know we're we're maybe dipping our toe into some of the stuff that's on tv like the, the hammer horror films mm -hmm. you know the, the the giant bug 
sci-fi movies. Right, exactly. You know, and yeah, and, and to me, one of the the biggest that that kind of set me on the course, Abbott and Costello, uh, meets Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, wow, that that is such a great movie because that one has like everybody in it, you know. So and it had that cartoonish opening and just such a really fucking cool classic movie like that it, hopefully if, if, if a younger kid sees that today he can get some kind of enjoyment out of it but although i feel like the younger kids today they're you know they're freddie michael and jason is their dracula wolfman and frankenstein as i've said before right yeah definitely you know and 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 the monsters and the adams family fit right in to that world you know mm-hmm. like you know, maybe Michael Landon in uh, I Was a Teenage Werewolf, you know, stuff yeah. like that, you know. The, the, the lighter side of, of horror. Um, but, yeah, this was a Netflix exclusive. That's the only place to see it right now. Uh, it did get a uh, digital Blu-ray and DVD release on uh, September 27th, which was the day it was released onto the service. Clocks in at 110 minutes. Uh, of course, based on the classic Monsters TV series by Alan Burns and Chris Hayward, uh, Rob Zombie wrote and directed this puppy. It stars uh, Rob Zombie luminaries, of course, Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster, Sherry Moon Zombie as Lily. Uh, we don't refer to her as Lily Munster in this because they are not married yet. Because, uh, by the way, folks, this serves as a prequel to the Monsters TV show. Uh, Daniel Roebuck as uh, the Count, uh, not Grandpa Lewis because he doesn't have any grandchildren yet. Mike Hill, that's How right. That? Yeah, see, he is just the Count. Um, Richard Brake, a guy I really like a lot, uh, is also in this. Who's been in the last four Rob Zombie movies, um, and Sylvester McCoy. Uh, Richard Brake plays uh, two roles in this. Dr. Wolfgang, who creates uh, Herman Munster, and the Orlock character, which I thought was one of the best parts of the movie. Uh, Sylvester McCoy plays Igor. Again, uh, I also thought was probably one of the, the funnier characters in the movie. Uh, also of note, must say, uh, Jorge Garcia as uh, Floop. Uh, I enjoyed his uh, time on screen as well. And can't forget the nice cameo from Cassandra Peterson as the real estate agent, Barbara Carr. Yeah, totally, man. Two things right off the bat. Number one, anything that puts money in the hands of Richard Brake, I'm all for that. Because that guy is a master character Mm. actor, I think. He's great. Um, I, I... I tell you, I, I really want to see him in in a new horror role. I want him to be an art the clown. Like I want him to be a hard like a, a horror like legend. That's yeah. what I want him to break to be, honestly. Absolutely. That's how much I enjoy him on the screen. Um look, thirty one his his role in thirty one was was the best part of the fucking movie. But I don't. I guess there are no plans to expand that that role, which means to me, I think something brand new should be created just for him. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would rather see him get away from Rob Zombie completely and do oh, no. do like. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm all. I think it's great that Rob Zombie's keeping him employed. 
But yeah. you know, he was also in uh, Pasmo, Panos Cosmatos's um, Mandy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some uh, leverage there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, there's hopefully cool shit on the horizon for him. You know, uh, we definitely sing his praises here on the old Necromaniacs podcast. Yeah, and, um, and just real quick, uh, one one other thing too is, and, and of course, anything with uh, Cassandra uh, um, with uh, Elvira. Yeah, uh, is fucking great, man. I'm always down for seeing her, Cassandra Peterson. Absolutely. Uh, two things of note: uh, they did include two OG monsters in this movie. Uh, Butch Patrick is the Tin Can Man, and uh, Pat Priest, Marilyn, her voice is the Transylvania Airlines announcer. So Rob Zombie did, of course, you know. Pull in some OGs. I mean, I had a funny feeling somewhere in there were some some ties to the original cast. Uh, most of them are dead because it's a very old show. But Butch Patrick is alive and uh, Pat Priest, who played uh, Marilyn, is alive. Uh, she played the second Marilyn because there was a Marilyn for the first 13, 15 episodes of The Munsters before she came in. Did you know that, Michael? I wasn't aware of that. Yes, the original was played, uh, original Marilyn Munster was played by Beverly Owen and then was replaced by Pat Priest. So, yeah, but in my head, though, I only know of Pat Priest. So maybe like those first dozen, 15 episodes of Munsters are like, you know, maybe they didn't get as much airtime in the in the in the reruns. Hmm. You know, it's also really funny. It's totally unrelated to this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Is um, you know, I was at the same time I was watching this, I was also watching Happy Days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the older brother. Remember, there was an older brother in Happy Days. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. What's his name? What's his name? He had like a, a weird name. Yeah, it was like the Chet or Chet. Or yeah, something like, like that. Oh my, like a random name. Yes. Yes. And he just kind of disappeared. Yeah, he was right? in a few episodes, and then Mara- he just vanished. Richie's okay. I have to go over this. Is now it's making me nuts. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck yeah. Cunningham, Charles Chuck Cunningham, the oldest son of Howard and Marion Cunningham. Wow. Yeah, they. Uh, he was on a few episodes. By season two, he disappeared and was never explained or mentioned again. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, they could have, maybe he went to college or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But yeah, he, he was, he was on season one and apparently a good chunk of season two of happy days. Holy shit. Chuck. Hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, yep. all right, go right ahead, Mr. Hill. Go right I ahead. have to say that, you know, Lily, to me, is always going to be the beautiful Avon DiCarlo. Yes. Um, she was amazing on that show. I mean, look, everybody was great on that show. Fred Gwynn was great. You know, Grandpa Al Lewis was great, you know. Um, but what I enjoyed about this, and folks, I'm here to say I enjoyed this movie. I liked it. I like the fact that it was the early days. It was a, a prequel. It shows you how Herman Munster was made. It shows you how him and Lily met. It tells you a lot. It tells you how they even ended up 
in America when they weren't really originally in America. They were in Transylvania. Like Rob Zombie, I have to say, came up with some cool ideas. Will you will you agree? Will you disagree? I like the uh, origin story. You know, I definitely, you know, I give him props for that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, But once again, man, we run into Rob Zombie, the writer. (laughs) <laughs> and okay. and like yeah maybe maybe he's a great idea man maybe he should come up with the outline for these scripts but i think he should get somebody who's a little bit better at writing to do these things now did you laugh at any points during this you're but now you're not even a big comedy guy i laughed at quite a, a bit of this movie i actually thought rob zombie the comedy writer actually had some nice moments. Uh, you think otherwise? Well, you know, I I laugh. You know, I appreciate humor. It's not like I'm a, you know, sourpuss like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I I like comedy when it's funny. You know, but um, yeah, it just didn't it didn't I didn't hit you know with me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I have to say it, man. I just do not like cherry moon zombie as lily just don't like it you know i did okay. I enjoyed her. <laughs> yeah. um i might even go as far as to say this is one of the better things like her better performances like seeing her away from the grid and the death and the blood um in a pg role uh as lily munster I thought she looked great. I thought she seemed very at ease. Um, I actually thought the whole cast looked like they were having quite a bit of fun. Jeff Daniel Phillips, in particular, I I thought was fucking great, actually, as as Herman Munster. Um, Comedic timing from him. Some some great comedic timing from Daniel Roebuck as as the Count. and the characters of Igor and Floop, uh, Sylvester McCoy and Jorge Garcia, I definitely laughed a bunch from those two guys. Um, but what I didn't, what I didn't like, uh, is there's the whole thing where they lose their home in Transylvania, okay, to uh, Zoya, this kind of like gypsy priestess who, as it turns out, is. Uh, you know, Lily's father's uh, ex-wife, we learn, uh, the Count's ex-wife. And I felt like that was very, br- it was just like, oh, we lost the house? Um, okay, that's too bad. We're going to America. Like, I thought that was the one, like, as, as far as, like, the writing was concerned, like, I almost well, felt like yeah. it wasn't that big a deal. Like, it wasn't a big deal at all, almost, it almost seemed like, you know? Well, that, that's exactly the point I was making, too, is that... Uh great ideas you know i mean mm. if you're gonna make a monsters movie or potentially a series of movies um <laughs> I, I i'm interested to see where her how you know the origin of herman monster i'd like to know how lily and herman met you know and the, the genesis of the monsters that's um interesting to me mm-hmm. you know um i thought it was even handled pretty well you know, with, with uh, you know, he was like a rock and roller. You know, she sees him perform. That, yeah, that was, that was yeah. fun. You know, that was fun. That Definitely. was fun. And I, I gotta tell you, it's like 
I forgot that Lily Munster is a vampire. Yeah. Like it almost, it just doesn't, it didn't really stay in my mind. Like, you know, I knew she was some kind of something, but I, I forget that grandpa is a vampire, which makes her a vampire. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, Oh wow. That's right. I, I never, never forgot that Lily was a vampire. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, did, did I ever show you my Lily monster plaque that I have in my kitchen? No, you'll have to. I'll you'll take, have you, to I'll take really a picture of it. I'll send it to you, man. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's like people always say, you know, do you like Morticia Adams or Lily Munster? And and I I just go, I like both of them. Like you know, my I, answer. Is why does it have to be either or? Why do you, you have know? to choose? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, the overall plot. Okay, like I said, it, it, it's an origin story. It's um. You get to see Mad Scientist played by uh, by Break, uh, Doctor Augustus Wolfgang, with his assistant Fluke played by uh, Jorge Garcia. Uh, you know they're robbing graves for body parts, and and Fluke accidentally steals the head of uh, some hacky comedian in uh, Transylvania, Shecky von Rathbone. Um, I don't know about you, but that just was totally like, you know young frankenstein-esque right where it's you know abby normal the brain the, yeah. the normal brain the abby normal brain um i thought almost i almost felt like that was like an intentional you know nod in a way to uh young frankenstein did you think so yeah and once again you know rob zombies rob rob zombie is um his all of his references are sound you know what i mean yeah like yeah. I, I i bet it would be really fucking cool to hang out with that dude one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, I look to me. Sherry Moon Zombie is a national treasure. Uh, I think to hang out with the both of them would be the coolest thing ever. Uh, I, I don't like. I, there's just so much hate and heat on them sometimes that I almost feel like is really unwarranted. And it a lot of it's from people who've probably not even seen most of the movies or not given some of the movies their proper due. Um, and look, man, it is really hard to live up to the monsters. It is really hard to do remakes or whatever of things that are forever cemented in the minds of, of everybody. Right. And that, but that's what, I mean, I kind of get annoyed by that because I'm like, you know, part of me is like the hubris to even attempt something like this, something like this. And that's how I felt about him doing Halloween, too. I'm like, I'm like, bro, yeah. bro, you're not you're barely a filmmaker. You know, it's like you can't really write. I will give him props. His films always look good. And I think he's a good director. Yeah. Right? Yes. This looked great, actually. I didn't think this looked cheap. No, actually. No, I no, thought no. this was quite good. Um you know, uh, I thought the makeup was good. I thought the sets were good. I, I thought it was just it was just like a lot of fun. You know, um, I, I would love to know just how much was was spent. I don't, I don't see those numbers on anywhere on Wikipedia because I don't know if like Netflix always reveals that kind of information. I mean, maybe, but um, you know, they uh, it, look. It had some hacky moments. The I Got You Babe was a little hacky, but at the same time, it the, the TV show was a little hacky and goofy and corny, right? 
Yes, it was. Um, you know, I, I just think that there's an audience out there for Rob Zombie. And I think like people are always like, well, why is he seemingly the go-to guy for so much nerdy stuff? Right. And I think it's because <laughs> ultimately I think his shit does make money because he probably works within budgets and turns a profit. If, if he was not a guy was able to turn a profit and sell some copies and get some eyes why the fuck are there this many of his movies out there you know yeah, what I'm I mean, that, that that's definitely probably what's behind all of this too you know i mean honestly man just the amount of money they had to drop just to get the ip of uh the yeah. monsters to, to license that property to make a film has got to be some astronomical amount of money, I imagine. Yeah, Netflix doesn't always, Netflix doesn't necessarily tell you just how many people saw uh, the number of their content. Um, I mean, they, they tell you when it's like a blockbuster, basically, you know? Yeah. Uh, say, like, they say what's number one on their service or what's number two, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll tell you what's getting eyes on it because Dahmer was a fucking blockbuster, you know? Um, I don't know how this did, and and I don't know if it lived up to uh, expectations. Maybe it did. You know, who the fuck knows? I mean, I know people are still watching it because it came out uh, September twenty seventh, which is pre Halloween, and I have a feeling leading up to Halloween and all throughout this month, it, it it'll do quite well. You know, uh, there was a rumor that the budget was forty million, and Rob Zombie said no, that is not true meeting it was less than 40 million the budget he's like absolutely not 40 million he didn't say what the number was but he said it was not that number hmm. okay. i mean uh it, i'm gonna say between 10 and 20 no i mean it didn't look that cheap to me i felt like you know no it looked it looked good man i like i said i think that rob zombie is a good director you know and and the problem is it's like i just wish he would have someone else write you know, even this, maybe, you know what, let me, let me, let me uh, express myself here a little bit. The, um, at some point during this movie, it was so fucking long that mm. I, my mind just wandered, dude. And I was like, all I saw was like colors when I was looking at the screen and I was thinking about work. I was thinking about everything except for the movie. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe. Similar to the show, if they had broken this up into smaller episodes and presented it as a mini series, yeah, that might have been the the way to go. You know what I mean? Four episodes, three episodes. Um, that is my biggest complaint. Um, it was too long. Yeah. It, it could have been edited. It could have been shaved down. It was an hour and forty nine minutes. Uh, way longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it, it, it probably could have been edited in about 20 minutes, you know, something, give or take, uh, maybe a tight 90 minute thing. Yeah, or broke um, it up, broke it up broke into it up. a couple yeah. episodes or I something. I agree with that 100%. You know? That I and, agree with because yeah. I did find it to be a little long. Although I was enjoying myself, I found it to be a little long and a little repetitive here and there, you know? Um. What did you think about how Herman Munster looked like his, you know, his makeup job and all that? 
I, I don't have a beef with that at all. I think he looked yeah. great. And I thought the, you know, the Herman Munster character was pretty spot on. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I felt like I was watching um, Fred Gwynn, you know, at, at, at times or, or a close, uh, you know, proximity to being within the realm of Fred Gwynn, you know? Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, he looked great. And I thought that, that like the lines that he was given, uh, were funny like he was supposed to have the brain of a shitty comedian and it was kind of you know i kind of got a kick out of it i have to say i thought he was he was pretty fucking funny um and they they had chemistry i think jeff daniel phillips and cherry moon zombie have chemistry together what do you think yeah there was there was a vibe you know but he did a way better job at playing herman than uh Mm -hmm. cherry moon did at playing lily you know what i mean I mean, uh, what do you think of Daniel Roebuck as as the count as far as his his performance of it? I mean, look, another kind of, you know, seminal role, you know, iconic. I think that iconic. Yeah, I think I think, you know, that actor did it, did a great job of acting. You know, the mm-hmm. thing is with Cherry Moon Zombie, man, she was more like Cruella DeVille or something. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. she just didn't capture the essence of Lily, I thought, you know. OK, I could I could maybe see that. I mean, this is a younger Lily. They dare not. They have no kids yet. Like I said, he's not grandpa. Um, he's lit- literally the count. And holy shit, we get the last name, which I don't even remember, like, the last name of Lily and, and the count, you know? It almost sounded like Italian. Like, it was like a very weird last name. <laughs> you remember um, I don't remember the name. That Hold they on. Gave I have to look it up because it's going to bother me. I should have wrote it down. Um, yeah, because on the TV show, you never heard that. She was just Lily Munster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maiden name. Hold on. should have wrote it the fuck down. But. Oh, God. Grandpa Lewis. They're not showing it. Why aren't they showing? It's not coming up. But it, it literally had, like, it ended in a vowel or something. It was a very interesting last name. But, uh, oh, why isn't it showing up in a goddamn... Let's see, let's see, Grandpa, Grandpa. It's driving me crazy. Lily Munster's maiden name is... Come on. Anyway, I can't fucking find it. Some, okay. Uh, Instagram friends, please uh, post Lily Munster's maiden name once you hear this episode. <laughs> because I have failed miserably, uh, unfortunately. Um, apparently on the TV show, they never said the last name, which was why I'm having a hard time finding it online. They did say it in the fucking movie. I just didn't get the chance to write it down. Okay. I just thought she was Lily. I just, you know, Lily Munster. Yeah. Right. Well, no, that's that's his last name. I like how they even gave you how <laughs> Herman Munster got his name. You yeah, know, that was, was that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, that was yeah. Floop the 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 you know the mad scientist uh, assistant was eating a sandwich, a cheese sandwich, and it's just kind of pretty fucking funny to me. I I enjoyed it. If you were to um, guess where Yvonne DiCarlo was born, where would where would you guess? Oh, where she was born. See that I don't know. Um, New Jersey. No. Where? Vancouver, British Columbia. Ah, Canadian. Canadian, right? But 
there's something she seems like she would be born in like Brooklyn or Jersey. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. I, in my mind before I started doing any kind of research for this episode, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, Von DiCarlo, she's from like like Bay Ridge or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh she's five four, or she was five four. Hmm. Petite. Oh, no, she was definitely short. Yeah. You know, that that I could probably uh, vouch for. Um yeah, she was fucking awesome. I mean, you, you see her in her like early, early movies. She see by the time she was on the Munsters, she was, you know, a bit of an older woman, but she was like stunning before the Munsters. She was pretty on the Munsters, but she was like freaking drop dead gorgeous before the Munsters. Um a shit ton of thanks to her series. Yeah, Munsters was sixty-four to sixty-six. When I was a kid, I, I, if someone would have said, how long do you think the show was on? I would have said, I don't know, 10 years? Because I felt like they had 8 million episodes. Right, <laughs> Two right. years is not a long time. It's not a long time, you know? And, you know, back when you're a kid, you're you're probably watching these episodes multiple times, too, you know? Mm. Yeah. But, again, it was, it was, you know, it was a culture. It just it had its moment, and it was such a big hit that the fact that it was two years was just fine. I mean, I guess Batman back then wasn't even on that long either, right? I don't think it was. No, no, but it, it felt like there was like, you know, like a thousand episodes though to watch. Mm. Yeah, she was already in her 40s by the time she was doing uh, The Monsters. Yeah, how about that? Uh, well, shit, Sherry Moon Zombies in her early 50s, you know? Yeah. Uh, she looks fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, she does. Age yeah. is, you know, quite different now than it was back then. Hundred percent. People don't look the same anymore. You know, people don't age the same anymore. I think you're um, right about that for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. So, getting back to the 2022 monsters, uh, look, like I said, this is one where I enjoyed it more than Mr. Hill. Uh, <laughs> I was laughing. I, you know, uh, I, I watched this with Stella. We we both definitely enjoyed it, uh, but we both had this. We both thought it was a little long. And we both thought there were some some plots that kind of either just were left hanging or didn't really go anywhere. Um, oh, what did you think of uh, Lily Munster's brother, the, uh, the the werewolf? Well, I was going to bring him up because he's yeah. actually the reason why they lost their house. He was like a double <laughs> dealing, right. underhanded, you know, scumbag, basically. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I I was laughing during during his uh, his moments, you know. But uh, I have to say. I like that representation of a werewolf where he's like a wolf man, not like a wolf. You know what I'm trying to say? Like in, you know, like, like an American like werewolf. Permanent, or, like you like that he's a permanent wolf. You yeah, like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, again, he was very funny too. Like, I mean, I, I felt like some people, some people's comedy chops, right, were a little better than others. Would you, would you, would you agree? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, comedy's, I imagine, incredibly hard to pull off, like, you know, as an actor. Yeah, Tom, Thomas Boykin as uh, Lester. That's uh, Lester's, yeah, that's the brother, right? Yeah. Um, Definitely enjoyed his performance. Uh, it, it's funny, that whole Tin Can Man being Butch Patrick, it, it would have been maybe cooler if he had a role where you actually saw that it was Butch Patrick, but unfortunately, well, not the case. Um, You know, or like some kind of, like you know older vampire where it kind of had the little you know the eddie munster uh what's that widow's peak going on there you know 
that's like one of my favorite things, man, is that he wants to. <laughs> I know he's great. Uh, he does, you know, he still does the, the convention circuit. He's, you know, he, he's out there. Never met him though. I'd like to meet him one day. Um, like I was saying, I think a good percentage of our audience, our listeners will enjoy this because I mean, look, we have some Rob Zombie fans among our, our crew and we have some Rob Zombie detractors among our crew. Look, the Rob Zombie detractors don't need another reason to not like Rob Zombie. <laughs> They've all put this movie to the guillotine. And I've seen this movie like torn up on social media. But I will say rather unfairly torn up, in my opinion. What have, what have you been reading? I haven't been reading anything, man. I've been trying to avoid reading about it because I wanted to give my honest opinion after mm. watching it, you know. And, and um, I just assumed everyone would, would hate it, you know what I mean? That just seems to be the look with every new Rob Zombie movie that comes out. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. To me, it's kind of whack. I posted that I liked it on my Facebook, and, and a bunch of people said, you know what? It was good, and I did enjoy it. And it's being unfairly treated and blah, blah, blah. And then it was a few people like, no, nah, it was a piece of crap. Rob Zombie sucks. It was a piece of crap, blah, 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 blah. But I had a bunch of people who agreed with me and said it was way better than they thought it was going to be. But you're not even on that side of the fence. You just, I feel like you did, didn't enjoy it. No, I didn't enjoy it. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm also one of these like proactive type of people too. And I, mm. I would, could recommend to Rob how he could have made this so I would have liked it actually you know I think that I don't think he should have cut it I think he should have made it expanded it and mm -hmm. had like yeah five six episodes you know and focused more on say a whole episode about Herman you know becoming you know coming to life you know Richard Brake's character like developing him you could have an episode where he's like a rock and roller and the romance between him and Lily, you know, mm -hmm. and he, the idea of how they came to the United States was, was totally shot. I thought that idea, you, you should have been a little bit more developed. You know, It was I mean? really quick. It was really quick. And it was really like, Oh, okay. We lost our house. Like I thought it was a little, yeah. you know, and, and uh, as yeah. we know from the 31 Q and a that mm -hmm. uh, Rob's not above you know, rushing through certain, you know, narratives, like plot elements, you know? Agree. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so this movie, interestingly enough, uh, the, the shooting began in November 21 in Budapest. This movie was filmed in Budapest. Uh, we thought it was filmed in a fucking Hollywood lot. No, the movie was filmed in Budapest. Um, because of COVID-19 lockdowns, the cast lived together in the same building for three months and the end this film this film finally literally wrapped july 7th 2022 Damn. wow wow so wait a minute this this hit the air at the end of september that's that's fast well yeah. i mean they probably were, were editing up until like july you know what i mean yeah, i don't, I don't I think, think they were right. filming this whole time no no right 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 yeah exactly exactly but that even that's a little fast hmm but yeah. who knows? hey man netflix they they have their shit down to a science over there and they probably everything is probably well planned and well crafted and timed and 
you know, Rob Zombie had a budget. We don't know what the budget was, but he had a budget and he probably hit that target. And, you know, but wow, that is pretty fucking fast, though. And I would not have guessed in a million years it was shot in Budapest. No, I figured it was in L.A. somewhere or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, the, the whole Castles thing looked cool. I mean, I'm not sure if all interior and exterior castle-type stuff was CGI or not. I mean, obviously, probably maybe the interior stuff. Or, but everything looked pretty fucking good to me, man. I mean, it didn't didn't necessarily look cheap. Um, it was a very colorful film. Uh, when there's a sequence or two that does cut to black and white, and I will say, it did make me wish the whole thing was in black and white. What about you? Well, that's another thing, man. It would have been so much cooler if this whole thing was in black and white. And and I want to revisit that idea. Like, maybe when we're done talking about this, we can talk about some of the things we watched that are going to be almost like previews of uh, some stuff that we're going to be talking about later. Yes, yes. Um, I wish this wasn't black and white. And I'm not sure why Netflix wouldn't put it in black and white. I have a funny feeling, and this is this is interesting. I have a feeling they thought that it might not work for the younger crowd that they wanted this to appeal to. But sure enough, on another platform, a black and white special was recently released. Yep. And it's gangbusters. And it's doing quite well. So how about that? I mean, I could be wrong about my reason for why this wasn't black and white as a Netflix decision. But maybe I'm not wrong. Um, I enjoyed this movie. Mike Hill did not really enjoy this movie, but I want to know what you give this movie on our scale of Necromaniacs 1 to 5. I give it a 2. You give it a 2? Yes, sir. Really? Yes, sir. You're not even recommending this to the listeners to see? Uh, you know what, man? I got to do you a solid, at least like from my perspective, Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe maybe go watch one of the other better things that are out there this time of year instead of uh, checking this out. You know. Well, in stark contrast, and and what has not happened in quite some time on the show between uh, me and Mike on one of our episodes, uh, I am giving this a four out of five, and I am giving this a recommend, and I think our listeners should see it. Uh, the Rob Zombie haters. I don't know. I, I don't even look. I actually think Rob Zombie haters see every Rob Zombie movie. Actually, I think they do. Um, maybe not all of them, but I think a good portion of them do. And then the rest just make fun of it online without watching it, which I think is fucked up. Uh, this is better than 31. This is better than three from hell. So, yeah, it gets a four for me. I will watch this every Halloween. How about that, Michael? Yeah, uh, you know. That, that's that's cool i mean you know that's what makes life interesting in this the world that we live in everyone has their own yes. take on things and i appreciate mm-hmm. that man you know i think it hits the marks for uh appealing to a different audience and for a younger audience it'll get some laughs uh it is a movie that the, the rob zombie film fan can watch with their kids the first ever may maybe the only one who knows but it, it is one that they can at least watch and not have Child Protective Services called on them the next day. <laughs> so there's that. I will always go to bat for Lords of Salem by Rob Yeah, Zuck. man. Yep. Now, I think that's probably one of it, probably his best film. It's also Cherry Moon Zombie's best acting gig, mm. you know, her best role. And uh, 
the movie I thought was great. I I'll I watched that movie uh, a few times actually. And you changed your mind on his Halloween franchise. You I did. did. I did actually. I initially when you and I saw it in the theaters, I was against it. Mm-hmm. But then you know what? And I have to I have to actually uh, give credit to my mother for this too, because mm. uh, she actually likes the Rob Zombie one of you know the Halloween re- remakes. Yes, and I was like, "Wow, really?" You know, and like, <laughs> and we watched it together one time. And I, wow. after after watching it with my mom, I was like, "You know what? This um, it's not that bad." You know, maybe maybe yeah. the experience of watching it with my mother might have changed things a little bit. But you know, we both enjoyed it. And uh, listeners, newer listeners, uh, you can hear our, our our Rob Zombie Halloween takes if you if you dig back. Uh, I don't know. I forget the episode numbers, but uh, it's there. Uh, and uh, I think they're very solid episodes and they're very controversial episodes at the time, from what yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah. Very divisive. Very divisive. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you know, you should be checking out all of our old ones that you've missed, in my opinion. But uh, the Halloween ones in particular are very good. And of course, uh, we will, once the three of us have safely seen the film, be discussing Halloween ends with our our uh, our three-way get your mind out of the gutter between me mike and jeff <laughs> what uh, when does that drop actually when's that movie come out let's see soon right we ends on my computer halloween ends comes out is it this weekend it is this weekend oh man okay the 14th big weekend yeah. coming up then um i don't i'm gonna try to I don't know. I'm going to try to see this weekend. It might end up being a movie that is seen during the following week uh, because I may have to see it solo. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely, definitely going to discuss it as uh, as the three of us, which is always a fun episode. Um, hoping for the best, Mike Hill. Hoping for the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I, I'm definitely going to check this out during the week, man, because I, I live... Mm-hmm really close to the menlo park uh amc and uh mm-hmm. to shoot over there at night is nothing for me to do that man so i'm going to check it out at night and also there's a uh, a young heavy meddler that um is the guy who is one of the ushers there he's oh. a very nice kid i talk to him all the time man oh awesome uh, reminds me of myself when i was uh 19 and 20 i worked at the united artists theater in Sheepshead Bay when I had my long, long ass hair, at, you know, more death metal Mike days. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I used to like see, you know, people from bands and stuff and yeah, I just got a bit of a flashback there, Mike. That's pretty yeah. cool. I'm, I'm going to get his name and I'm going to shout him out on the, um, on the podcast next time after we, after I, yeah, hopefully he'll be working the night to go see Halloween, you know? Nice. Speaking of death metal, we haven't we haven't chatted about music. Real quick, what do you what have you been listening to musically? Anything? Anything? Oh well, uh, as a result of some uh, discussions you and I have, I've been going old school, and uh, mm. I've been listening to Old Mayhem, uh, Panzerfaust by uh, Dark Throne. Uh, um, what are your thoughts on the the reavow of Panzerfaust? Dude, well, I mean, I love all those early records. It's just that mm-hmm. that wasn't. That was like my, if I had to like go say I was going on a trip and I was only going to listen to, you know, Dark Throne, like I was, all right, mm-hmm. Mike, you're going to drive to like, you know, Maine and you can only listen to Dark Throne. 
mm-hmm. that would be on my playlist, but it would maybe record number three. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? So mm-hmm. I listened to it right after we talked about it, and I was like, mm-hmm. man, this I forgot how fucking awesome this record was. Oh, yeah. It is just like a beast. That is a beast record. It's, uh, it's a personal favorite. I mean, front to back, from the start to the very end, Dark Throne's Parents of Faust is, is the bomb. Um, I feel like some people forget about it because everybody gets caught up in Transylvania Hunger and Blaze the Northern Sky and, you know, the controversialness of the new era. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's not a moment wasted on uh, Panzer Faust from 1995. Uh, there's a band I've been, I've been listening to, um, American black metal band called Vampurska. Hmm, okay. Uh, really raw, uh, female fronted black metal, really like, I mean, kind of harsh, but not so harsh that it's not enjoyable, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's in the, the same realm as like Lamp of Murmur, who just kind of played this over the weekend and I missed the fucking shows. They did two sold out nights at Viaducts. Uh, they're another really good American band. Um, they have this split Van Perska with this really cool Ecuadorian black metal band called Vampiric Rights, uh, who I'm also been fucking digging. Um, and also like, uh, Abhor from Italy. Ever heard of them? Yeah, I've heard of of them. Yeah. 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 We have a, a brand new record out, uh, called six, six, uh, actually it's called sex, sex, sex. Uh, but it's, it's really good. Fucking really sick, sick black metal. Um, on the death metal front, man, you know, been jamming some of the classics, immolation, Cannibal Corpse, uh, and on the new death metal front, uh, Rochester, New York's own Undeath. You, you ever check them out? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with them, definitely. Uh, their record from 2022 is fucking great. It is like really catchy, kind of instantly likable, 90s style death metal, I will say. Uh, in, in the lines of earlier Cannibal Corpse, you know, good shit like that. As far as new bands that I've been checking out, um, there's a band called Verberus. That's uh, they have a record this year, which is probably going to be on one of my top ten lists for sure. Mm, uh, yeah, nice. they're, it's um, yeah, just modern black metal, you know. And these guys are from New Zealand, so uh, yeah, I, I always like bands. It seems like from that part of the world, New Zealand, Australia, you know, that kind of pl- those places. Yeah, definitely. There's a new uh, Destroyer 666 single out. Their album comes out in like November, December. I love Uh, that. I love the song. Love it. Yeah, um, I'm very excited to hear the rest of it. Uh, It's it's annoying when an album drops in like in like December because it's like you got to remember that oh fuck, it's a part of the 2022 releases, even though it's in December. Um, So that's why, much like movies, I don't do best ofs till the christmas week like you know what i'm saying like yeah, i can't yeah. especially like last year because there was like like a, a few huge records that came out in december last year and i was like oh fuck me you know uh including the funeral mist and there was like something else too i can't remember right now but i was like fuck man i hate these i'm gonna put a record out december 20th records you know it's like yeah it is what it is that funeral, you know, funeral mist record was amazing man that was great yeah, totally. And I'm looking forward to the new Drudka, which comes out in November. 
And uh, another season of Mist Banger coming out in November, the new Black Anvil. Oh, yeah. So you got new new Destroyer, new Drutka, and new Black Anvil all coming out on the same fucking label. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. Season of Mist, uh, fucking solid label, man. I have to say, Indeed. If I say so myself, you know. And I also do my my distro ordering from them. They're they are very nicely priced on the the non season of mist stuff that they sell. They have great prices actually. So check out Season of Mist. How about that, people? Yeah. You know, we we forgot to mention stuff we've been watching, which might actually be a uh, little bit of a heads up on some of the episodes coming down the lane. You know. Yes, go for it. Yeah. So. I hinted at this earlier about another black and white um, thing, and I watched Werewolf by Night, which was on uh, mm-hmm. the Disney app. It's a part yeah. of the Marvel Horror Universe. Did you catch that, Mike? I watched it yesterday, uh, and Stella and I fucking loved it. Like, loved it, loved it. I was sad when it was over. That's yeah. how much I loved it. Um I like how they, it was just so much to like, honestly. I, I don't want to get super into it, but if you have not watched it yet, viewers, you don't even, you don't have to be a superhero person. You don't have to be a Marvel, you don't have to be a Marvel person, right? Yeah, no, it's totally parallel to that universe, you know? Um, If you're a horror person, though, and especially if you're a classic horror person, I couldn't recommend it enough, honestly. Yeah, and also what I, what I really love about it and just werewolves in general is when the werewolf, you know how like in some werewolf movies, he turns into a big wolf. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a wolf wolf, yes. I like when it's a wolf man. You know what I'm trying to say? Ah, uh, yeah. It's up on a tiny legs. Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, um, yeah, it, it can be either way. Look, uh, American Werewolf in London, literally, one could say the greatest modern werewolf movie, he turns into a wolf. However... In the OG Wolfman, it is a Wolfman, and that's awesome too. You know, Teen Wolf is a Wolfman. Uh, this one, Werewolf by Night, he is like the the, the Wolf Man. Like he's not a physical wolf. Like yeah. right. Yeah. That's that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I like I prefer when it's. I mean, I like I like you know I like all werewolf movies and you know books and all that, but. For me, my preference is when it's a wolf man. Mm. Yes, because I feel like you can do, you can kind of go different places there, and it, visually, it's it's kind of cooler. Like it's not like a fucking dog. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's not, you know, it's yeah, not like yeah. it's not an animal. Like you know, it's a it's a fucking it's a like a man beast. You know, it's a monster. Yeah. It's a monster at that point. It's a monster, yeah. right? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to ruin this. Uh, you do get another classic Marvel horror character in there, which to me was, I had no idea who's going to be in this. And it was such a cool surprise. And I want much more of this Marvel horror crap. I don't know about you, Mike. I think, uh, well, I hope it's uh, a glimpse at what's to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have all these properties that they have the rights to, including Tomb of Dracula. There's a mummy comic. There is a Frankenstein's monster book. Um, and, you know, why the fuck not? Horror is hot right now. I mean, it's been hot, but it, it's enjoying quite a year already. Um, they're, they're, they're fools to not kind of go headlong into this, I feel like. 
Yeah, I hope so, man. Uh, speaking of other modern horror that, you know, making the rounds and doing very well, apparently Terrifier 2 has made like almost a million dollars already at the box office. Nice. Uh, which, yeah, or more than a million already in, in just a few days. So hats off to that. We will be talking about Terrifier 2. Uh, you know, it, it may not be immediately, but we definitely will be covering it on the show. 100%. Yeah. I caught the uh, first episode of Let the Right One In, and uh, I went into it with very low expectations. But, Showtime, yes. Yeah, it's on Showtime, and um, I got to tell you, I, I, I feel very, uh, you know, very positive about it so far. I too caught the first episode, and yes, uh, it, it's it's a bit more, I'm gonna say streamlined uh, of of a, of a plot. I actually feel like I'm not gonna say why. There's a specific reason. I feel like it's more streamlined. Um, it's got a New York setting. Doesn't really look like New York, but well, that's okay. Uh, almost anything that's set in New York doesn't look like New York unless they spent that kind of cash to shoot it there. Um, but I do like it as well. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. There's one scene though that looks like they um they filmed it by Prospect Park though. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, that that's just I caught like the glimpse of something that looked familiar. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'll do some do some digging. Maybe it was. Maybe certain exteriors, you know? Yeah. Um, there is something else that we, we need to cover on this show, and that is Dario Argento's dark glasses. Yes. Uh, that's going to be coming down the pipeline as well. I believe, I thought I read something that said it's already on Shudder, but I don't know if it is already. Do you know? I haven't seen it. But then again, mm. Shudder, they slip stuff on there when you, you don't even notice it sometimes. Yeah, going to have to see for sure. That is something I, I feel we must cover. And then I read today that he has announced already his next horror movie. He, he's on a tear. So good for you, Dario. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, man. This was uh, this was a fun episode. You know, we're we're divided but united, Mike. Yeah, you know, everyone. You know, that's what makes life interesting, man. Different opinions, all that kind of stuff. We can't have the same score every time, Mike. We can't. I know. I know. <laughs> Although it seemed like we do. We, but... we were on a roll for a while, you know. But you know, it's the way it is. I know. It, yeah. Oh, so the Argento. It is. Uh, Black glasses uh, in, in Italian, but it's called dark glasses in America, basically. Uh, the, the Italian actual phrasing is black glasses. The American title is dark glasses. Uh, yeah, looking forward to covering that one. It's going to be good. Hell yeah. All righty, folks. Make sure you're subscribed to the Necromaniac podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Right, Mike? That's right. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Take care.